0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show, with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, we've got a real treat for you. Uh, I spoke to FIFA esports superstar and former FIFA e-World Cup champion, MS Dasari. He told me about his history with FIFA gaming titles, how he handled his first major FIFA esports event, why winning mentality is so important. We also talked about the importance of his fans, touched on his FIFA E World Cup win in 2018, his FIFA E World Cup final appearance in 2019, his rivalry with Tex, his favourite FIFA game of all time, his thoughts on FIFA 20, his initial impressions of FIFA 21, and also what fans can expect from him this season. Enjoy! I'm joined by FIFA eSports superstar and former FIFA e World Cup champion MS Dasari. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, How are you doing? Hi Nathan,
1: thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's great having you on. I really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me. But I just wanted to start really from the start. What did gaming
1: titles like FIFA mean to you growing up? To be honest, I'm always a fan of football. Whether I'm playing football outside my home or I'm playing uh, FIFA. So, football is still a big part of my life. FIFA is definitely something big.
0: So, you started playing the, the FIFA games as any normal fan word, football fan would when you were younger and just getting each title when they come out and things? Yeah, of course.
1: I played FIFA when I was eight years old. It was just a hobby and a love of football. And then things comes quite well, I guess. <laughs> when did you
0: first develop a competitive spirit playing FIFA rather than just playing casually with friends and family
1: and things? At FIFA 17, I think when the FIFA Champions came out and EA entered the competitive scene, I started playing there. I started getting uh, some monthly, the first monthly worldwide, and which is at that time was something big. So then I know that I have uh, the pros level, but I wasn't sure that I am good enough even in uh, Europe or worldwide. I was sure that I was the best in my region. But then, of course, with experience and how things came on at tournaments, we went through it. Before FIFA 17,
0: did you have an idea of how good you were in terms of playing against friends and family or playing online and things? Did you get an idea of how good you were at the game?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, but it was just limited between friends. So let's say twenty or thirty friends. Some some of them was good. Some of them was not at all good. So. Uh, I just know myself that I am the better player with my friends. That's all.
0: And can you remember the first time you realised that playing FIFA professionally could be something you do full time and to earn a living?
1: Yeah, I think so. When I was in FIFA seventeen in Berlin, where it was most of the players representing teams, orcs, etc. I was at the time free agent, but I could have seen how the team's sponsor orcs. So I know that Five I to my level, I could do it as a full-time thing. And how did you feel going to an
0: event for the first time? Because I suppose it's one thing playing against your friends, but then when you, when you go into an actual event and you've got a crowd there and you've got all these other FIFA players there, and it's, it's like a, a massive event. Um, was, that, was that a big shock to you or were you nervous before the event?
1: Uh, the first event which I played was uh, FIFA 17 Regional Season 2. was uh, South Africa, Asia players top 32 to both consoles and I won the whole event and I didn't even lose a a single game so that gave me obviously extra confidence in myself and what I am able to to do and then obviously before we're going into the Berlin tournament I played against some of the Euro players and I know I had the levels and how good I am unfortunately I didn't perform that well because I didn't have that experience especially playing some of Europe and how they play it's a little bit different but yeah after that tournament I was uh, let's say a favourite to a new tournament
0: How do European players play differently
1: do you think? Uh, Let's say like they play more defensively than any other than my region let's say like they play uh, they don't want to risk any pass they don't want to risk going forward some of them just love keeping the ball, and some uh, not, uh, but that was uh, the difference. I
0: think has that had any impact on the way you play FIFA now, as as opposed to when you played FIFA right at the start of FIFA 17, for example? Have you had to adapt your game to when you for
1: when you come up against European players? It's not adapt exactly. Like let's say an example as a City Manchester City, like they play one of the best football game. You can see like so much passes, so much going through. But sometimes you need, if you want to win tournaments, you need to play the way they play, not the way that the fans want you to play. Because it's all at the end about winning, not just to get loved by the fans and how you play or how you enjoy the play. At the end, that's a winning thing. Sometimes I'll have to do some things for winning, of course. It's interesting you
0: talk about winning and it's obvious watching your previous tournament performances and you winning different trophies and things that you've got a real winning mentality. How
1: did that come about and how does that build in someone? Since I was a kid, I always, when I got, when my brothers or many friends won against me, I was a guy who hates to lose and I really hate to lose. So I was, uh, even as a soccer football player, when I lose, I'm so sad, even when it's just a friendly game. So that's me. I'm a champion.
0: And do you think that gives you an edge over people when you're playing competitively, especially in events, having that that mentality that some players don't have? Do you think that gives you an edge in the very last stages of
1: competitions especially? Of course, there is a difference between a world champion and not, let's say. Whenever you're a world champion or you get a world championship title, let's say it gives you a good advantage because you're a world champion for a reason. And what do you think about the
0: the split between talent and mentality. Do you think it's more important to have the mentality or the actual talent at the game?
1: Since I like football and I'm involved in football, even the Saudi football and the team I support, like you can see it's the whole worldwide, the whole sports. A talent player will stand there for one year, half year, but a guy with less talent, but more mentality will stay there for four to three years. Let's say not a winner, maybe if you have less talent, but as a guy who always hits a
0: good placement. It's interesting, isn't it, looking at FIFA esports and, like you said, football. In football, it's about how the team approaches the game and you can, you can see like, a, player, a team like Manchester City, for example, um, they could only draw against Leeds um, last week and Leeds have obviously not got the talent that Manchester City have. Do you think that's,
1: that's the same thing in FIFA esports? Well, of course, if you have the best mentality but no talent or less, less talent than any other player you will still lose because mentality is not a big thing. So let's say talent is 60%, mentality is 40%. You can perform one year as a good player, but the second year, if you don't have motivation, or you don't, don't have uh, mentality, you will just go drop tournament by tournament. You'll go down, 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 till it's so hard to come again. It's interesting you talk
0: about that, the, the, kind of, um, the consistency involved in, in, your, in your game and especially your career as well. I just want to talk about that the FIFA eWorld Cup win in, in 2018 because that was that was such a huge event for FIFA eSports. I mean, how did it feel for you winning the biggest tournament in FIFA eSports? Well, it was uh,
1: my first ever World Cup experience. Let's say the year after which I was uh, a console final and the Xbox World Champion. I don't know what was the World Cup meant. But since it was my first experience, my first appearance, I was just... Uh, Let's say, chilling, enjoying my first experience. But I know that I have the levels to win against every opponent. And I guess uh, I won games. Let's say, but I don't think have won a game with one or two goal lead. Each game I won, I won it. won it. was let's say by three, four goals lead. That's uh, a big thing. And I was the first guy in the FIFA history to have uh, a clean sheet in both legs. So it was good even to break more records in your first appearance.
0: Do you think that gave you the edge then, going into the final, that you were, you were just playing your own game, a bit more relaxed?
1: Uh, since I was in the, the cross console final, I want to win and then I want to become a champion and I want to have the f- trophy. So everyone has a pressure, but uh, it's about who handles the pressure and who focuses on the, the game. But when you go to the cross console final, you cannot be just relaxed and chilling. You need to win. And then moving
0: on to the, the, the following year, I was at the event, and the, the E-World Cup 2019. You were so nearly the first ever back-to-back FIFA E-World Cup winner reaching the final against Mo Alba, uh, but Mo Alba did, won in the end. Um, How did you look back on that experience and did you learn anything from that defeat in the final?
1: To be honest, uh, I was the only back-to-back player who won an Xbox World Championship in the whole entire FIFA scene, which was from 2010 maybe five, six, I'm not sure. There is not something that I was upset about or something. Of course, winning the trophy is a big thing, but uh, two World Cup experiences, World Cup winner, Xbox World Champion winner, namely one guy who had it uh, as good as me. You can't. That's the point,
0: isn't it? I wanted to talk as well about coaching in FIFA because I know in the, in the World Cup you had Gorilla. Uh, by his side for that tournament. And now, uh, obviously, at tundra you've got Enzo Ser, who we've had on the podcast before. He mentioned when we talked to Enzo that different players have different needs from their coaches. Some like to talk to them all the time. Others just like that kind of support behind them for little bits of advice. How do you use the coaches personally?
1: Well, unfortunately, I didn't uh, listen to the podcast. So I hope he said something good about me. Enzo's a great person and uh, even more greater as a coach. We worked together in one tournament, the regional uh, summer series, and which I I won it. And the most important thing that I could have seen how impact and how good things me and Denzo created. So I'm really excited about the future and what the future have for both of us. I am confidence we're gonna do good things.
0: How do you use the coaches? Do you do you like a lot of feedback, or do you like to be left on your own in the actual games? How How is it for you personally?
1: Uh to be honest, it depends. Like, of course, there is a small uh, things that matters. Uh, second, good opinion of guy, a of guy who knows you will give you a good thing for sure. But me and in the work on a couple of stuff and a couple of small details that will help us go through everything. And moving on from
0: Enzo then, I mean, he previously coached Tex, who is one of your big rivals um, on the Xbox side. In FIFA eSports circles, it's almost like the kind of Messi versus Ronaldo, uh, you, and, uh, you and Tex. You've got that kind of rivalry. Do you enjoy that rivalry? Do you think that's
1: good for the sport? Well, I will have uh, to respect Tex of what he has achieved already. And it's uh, a to compete. Uh, they always against him. It's not something that I enjoy or not. Obviously, I love that there is someone who pushes me and I push him back. But we don't have uh, there is some also. Let's say more of a drama between the scenes sometimes, etc. The fans. Uh, but as a person, as a player, I respect X of what he has achieved, and I cannot comment more about that. I'm
0: definitely looking forward to this year's eSports Global Series because I think it's going to be great. And I think obviously you're going to be up there and people are expecting text to be up there as well. So um, I'm hoping that you kind of meet in like an e World Cup final. I think that'll be great for the sport and it, we'd have like amazing viewership figures as well. So I think it'd be great for the sport. And I think that that rivalry has been great for the sport as well. I mean, how does it feel being the player that everyone wants to be? Because you are the best FIFA eSports player on Xbox and in the whole scene, really. How does it feel
1: being the player that everyone wants to be? Well, thanks for uh, considering me the best. I appreciate that, your honesty. And obviously, it's uh, you have to deal with it, to be honest. So this is uh, what the big teams uh, deal with. Everyone wants to beat Madrid. Everyone wants to beat Barcelona. Everyone wants to beat Liverpool recently. So it's something you have to deal with uh, I'm okay with it. I don't have, let's say, that this guy is playing against me now. Nah, I respect whatever he he's doing in the game and uh, how he wants to win.
0: Yeah, because you're expected to win every game you compete in. And if you lose one game, that's going to get massive headlines. Whereas if you if you win, it doesn't really, you know, if you just win in the early stage of a competition, it's not going to get the headlines. But as soon as you lose, it's it's going to be a massive story, isn't it? That's just how your career is going to be. Yeah, of
1: course. Sometimes, like, I've went through that, let's say. There was a time, like, I was, like, uh, when I lose a game, like, there's just too much interviews, too much people having photos, etc. cetera. But I went through that. Like, at the end, we're not machines that can win every game. Of course, there is a game that we are not at our level. We're not performing good. And that's happened with any athlete or any sports in, in the entire history, not just now. So for me, at the beginning, I was, let's say, I was kind of surprised like how these guys, but then I respect them. You should have a great uh, sportsman and just swear whoever to get you to say to him, GG's good games, you deserve the win. And that's it. Sometimes you deserve to win, but at the end, he won the whole thing, not you. So you'll just have to deal with it. I know sometimes it will be too hard because you have a great fan base which always demand everything from your trophies, etc. But that's uh, part of the game. I
0: wanted to talk about your fan base as well because you've got uh, such a massive social following and whenever you're playing in a FIFA Esports event, the viewership figures on Twitch are always completely off the scale. Was it weird for you first coming into the FIFA esports scene to, to have fans and how, how have they helped you through your esports career?
1: Well, my fans was definitely the top uh, things why I remain at the top and why success to what I am today. Uh, it's honestly so good having, having them and having their back and, uh, and whenever you lose or win, they support you. And they always demand from you more. So you'll have to deal with that side by time. Then you have to always motivation because of them. So if I wasn't a guy who have a fan base, I just went two or three tournaments. And then I think that, uh, you know, I'm not excited to another tournament. But then when I see my fans demanding from me personally every the tournament, I'll have to do this for me, for them, because they've done an amazing thing. They've supported me going through a lot. They're here from day one and I know how they love me. So now as a as a person, uh, I've achieved everything. But I'm just now playing for uh, my country and my fans and want to put my legacy to put the other players to be hard, to be the same side as what uh, Mossad has done. Do you ever take a minute to look back at your career and,
0: and think about what you've achieved in terms of you've won the biggest trophy in free sports? You've got the massive fan base behind you. You're one of the most well known names in, in FIFA eSports as well. Do you ever look back and think how far you've, you've come in just a few years and you're still so young as well? Do you, do you ever have that time to reflect on what you've achieved?
1: Yeah, of course. I'm the only player who achieved the FIFA 17, 18, 19, 20, a major. So uh, that's really a good thing for me to have that consistency since uh, four years ago. It's always fun to see your first, first, second, third at the beginning of tournaments. And uh, how was your celebration? everything, your game style. Just uh, funny things. I always enjoy seeing it. Not just to remind myself, no, just seeing it and having fun about it. Uh, and let's say sometimes I go back to when I was... Uh, not known guy, which I can do whatever I want or what I ever can do. So I even enjoy that a little bit.
0: I know we were talking before about how you used to play against your friends and stuff on FIFA. Do you ever get your friends say to you, Oh, well I beat you on FIFA like five years ago so I'm I'm better than you. Do you ever get do you ever get any of that from your friends now?
1: Nah at all. I even don't play them. And then, to be honest, they I don't, don't ask. Blame them, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't want to play either. To be honest, <laughs> they know that some people just want to play to have that experience. But it will be boring for both sides because they don't play online at all. So they are far away from our level. So it will be boring from my side and their side. So no one is having fun. Just an experience that you don't want to to happen. <laughs>
0: Obviously, been involved in FIFA esports, it's it's grown massively over the last couple of years, and the, the prize pools getting bigger, and the more people are watching it, getting it bigger as well. How do you feel about how the sport has grown? And do you ever get that thing where I know, as an esports journalist, sometimes when I speak to people of a certain age, um, and I try and explain what I do as a job as an esports journalist, they look at me a bit blank and say, "Oh, what's esports?" Or you know. Do you ever get that where someone asks you what you do if they don't recognise you and you have to say that I play FIFA for a living? Do you ever have any of those awkward conversations?
1: Yeah, of course. It happens a lot. But (laughs) sometimes mostly it was was a funny conversation, of course. And you have to to tell them what is this, what is this and what did you do? And uh, just make fun of it. Don't give it that a strict opinion or something.
0: It's crazy how it's grown, hasn't it, over the last couple of years, esports in general and, and FIFA esports. And you've been there along the way. Um, how how much bigger is it now from when you first got involved in it? Well, it was... Now it's
1: even more bigger than, than when it was. Uh, I remember the first tournaments. most of the players was free agents. Even uh, the World Cup, there was so much free agents players if you were 17. But now especially when it was a, when the World Cup was there. I don't think the last World Cup there was, uh, a one the agent player, or maybe if there is one, then definitely not two, I'm not sure. But that gives you how much change has been made.
0: And we've got some massive names as well now in eSports in general. We've got obviously David Beckham with Guild Esports signing Nicholas Razak for their, for their FIFA Esports team. I want to are you still with Rock Nation or are you, are you not with them anymore?
1: Well, uh, I represent uh, Tundra Esports as a pro player, but the agency who represents me is Rock Nation, and I'm still with uh, Rock Nation. And Rock Nation was founded
0: by Jay Z, which is just how, how does it feel to, to be involved with a, a company that was founded by Jay Z?
1: It's really great. Uh, haven't met him yet, but I'm sure I will in the future. Uh, it's great that uh, a big company with Jay Z as, as your boss, and there is a big names as Rihanna, Beyonce, Kevin De Bruyne, Rashford, and some of the best athletes around the world, and the best, the most famous players, and the most famous guys and persons uh, in the world, and you be with them. And to be the only sports player, that gives me, let's say, and a lot of things about my career and give me an appreciation for what I've done. I felt it, to be honest.
0: So let's talk about FIFA then as a title, because obviously it's been something you've been involved with you, almost your whole life and, and for myself as well. What's your favourite all-time FIFA title?
1: Uh, it was FIFA 17. It was my favourite ever.
0: For the gameplay or what, from what it meant to you? or No, no, to be honest, the gameplay.
1: Uh, if it's what meant to me uh, obviously 18 was uh, the year was when I was a world champion and won the most major so but 2017 I really enjoyed the gameplay
0: and what do you make what did you make of FIFA 20 um, as a gaming title
1: uh, as a pro I didn't enjoy uh, playing the game I didn't like playing the game but it's our job and we have uh, to go through it yeah it was difficult wasn't it we've had a few um FIFA pro
0: players on uh, on the podcast and we talked about FIFA 20 and and I think EA is stuck in the middle really between trying to make a simulation game that matches football and an esports game in a way where you, you want to be in control of everything you want consistency and stuff so it's interesting is it where where the, the game title goes from there maybe they need to make a casual FIFA game and an esports title I don't know what you think
1: uh, to be honest the most difficult thing was in FIFA 20 is that the game just let's say you will have to win by one goal or two goals, or maybe you can throw one goal to extra time. While you're a better player, everything. The most important, the most difficult thing was uh, that your fan base sees you all always as a guy who won by six, five, four goals up and dominating the whole game. So it was harder that that you got you can go after the game and just say, uh, "Yeah, I didn't play. I played good, but the game is." So let's say, not good enough or not rewarding enough. All of the people will say just, let's say, yeah, he's just talking, but he didn't play good, etc. And obviously, because it's your job, you cannot, say that must, uh, you cannot say that often. You'll just have to deal with it and just uh, let the people judge and hopefully they, they give a, a better opinion next time. So that was the most difficult thing. I understand that the game developers have a headache. Uh, job to be honest and it's always hard but I honestly think FIFA 17 and 18 how the gameplay and how everything went in each year there was let's say a small detail in the game which if it was uh, just uh, fixing these small details we would have a good game and a better game not just let's say doing a new system or a new game style gameplay so I don't see why they Sometimes change the whole thing. They're just a small mistakes so or sometimes a big mistakes. Just to fix these mistakes and try, some will just have a better game. Everyone recognised watching
0: you and, and Tex and, and all the best players in the world. I think everyone recognised towards the end of this year, towards the end of a FIBA 20 uh, esports scene, that if you weren't playing over low ball side, if you weren't dropping back, you were at a massive disadvantage. So I think that the fans did understand towards the end that you, you had to play a certain way because otherwise you are at a massive disadvantage. It must have been frustrating for you to, like you said, you used to scoring loads of goals, but, I mean, we saw like 1-0, 0-0, 2-0 in, like the, which has never been seen
1: before in FIFA esports. <laughs> it was so hard, I guess. But now we have a, another year, FIFA 21, and I'm excited, and hopefully we have a better game and a better competitive scene. Thanks for me Commuter FIFA 21. So what do you make of the
0: game? We've had it for a few days, haven't we now, um, with obviously EA Play access and things. What, what do you think about FIFA 21, initial impressions?
1: Well, I always don't like to give an opinion before a competitive tournament starts because we as a pro players, we always find uh, the new meta, the new OP something. So maybe after the first tournament you will have from me an honest opinion. And uh, 100% opinion. But for now, let's say comparing to 20, obviously it's better. But my 100% opinion on the game will be after the first competitive tournament. It's interesting, is it? Because one of the things I've learned
0: from doing this podcast, especially with FIFA players, is that one of the big things every year is that you have to adapt to a brand new game. It's not like football in every year. The footballers don't turn up and it's a, it's a different game that they have to play. It's, it's football the same year, every year. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in esports, you have to, you have to adapt your game and adapt whatever to the meta is every single year. How, how big a part is that in success, adapting to it as quick as
1: possible? Well, as football, some players goes from an attacking team to a defensive, way defensive team. So sometimes they have also to adapt. Very true, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Regarding us, I think uh, that's that's what I call it consistency. Is that let's say you're a quick passing player, okay? But FIFA, let's say 20, don't cannot work a quick passing player. So if you can adapt, I'll call you a good player. If you cannot I'll tell you, I'll call you a one FIFA thing or one two FIFA thing. All of us have things, but we always need to adapt to the new things
0: players like yourself are always at the top of the lead boards in every single title even though if you look at FIFA 17 like you said it's so different from FIFA 20 Um, and you are still at the top of of the leaderboards and still winning winning trophies and and major tournaments and things which is extraordinary in terms of consistency and just shows the the mentality um, that you guys have and one of the reasons for making this podcast is to shine a light on on eSports players and how much work you put in, how much you have to adapt the pressure on you. I just think it's extraordinary that every year you come back and and you're at the top of of the table. When you look back on some of the older FIFA titles, they're just so different to to what we've got now. And and FIFA 21 will be a world different to what FIFA 20 is as well. So I I don't know what you think, but I think more respect needs to be given to eSports players They're not just people that sit on their bum Playing FIFA all day, you have to learn, you have to adapt, you have to put work in to, to be good at it.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, this is a part of the game, let's say, and you will just have to deal with
0: it. I know you said you're not giving me your opinion yet on FIFA 21 until the, the, the first tournament, but what can fans expect from you in FIFA 21 and what
1: are your hopes um, for, for this year? Well, I'm always a winner since FIFA 17, 18, 19, 20. So obviously my aim to keep that record and win another uh, trophy. So I think the fans should expect from me as a winner of the last tournaments and last FIFA's to win a major league this year. And what advice would you give to the
0: young FIFA players listening that, that want to become pros and that think they have the talent to, be, to become one of the best? Would you give any um, any advice to them in terms of what they need to do to to become professional?
1: Well, uh, don't stop believing in yourself. I know uh, sometimes it's obviously hard going through stuff, but just if you want to be a better player, just try to play the game more. Watch uh, the pro players more, and watch uh, and watch the tournaments because. We have a little bit, the small details always help the game.
0: You talked about the first tournament. I'm going to be watching that so closely because like you, I'm playing people online and I'm not sure what the best way to play is. I'm not sure what the best thing to do is or the best skill move to do or, or things like that. So I'll, I'll definitely be watching that tournament and trying to pick up a few tips when I'm on the weekend league and division rivals and things and um, if you ever could give me any tips or anything I mean you know that's yeah <laughs> what you um, do it offline? <laughs> I'll, I'll hold you to that I'll hold you to that <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining me um, it's been really great to speak with you and um, I wish you all the success not that you need it from me but I'm sure you're going to have a, a great year and I can't wait to see what you do um, over the next few years
1: thanks for having me
0: Thank you for listening to the Level Up Podcast, an esports and gaming show. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast and follow us on social media at Level Up Pod. We'll be back for another episode very soon.